You're listening to WrestlingTradingCards.com. good to go and today we're going to discuss the 2004 tna pacific set what an interesting set guys this is an amazing set set. i I actually have the master set of this and actually i've got it right in front of me over here with all kind of goodies for reference if we need it i got some uh, reference sheets as well so i did my homework on this one a little bit because it's been a while since i've visited this set but i remember when the set first came out it really wasn't very well received in the sense that it wasn't a high demand. It was just kind of like, they printed a lot of it. Not like it's a short printed release at all. Right. Uh, uh, but it didn't seem to have like the wow factor for the mainstream wrestling fan. That's because the TNA at the time was only doing those Wednesday night pay-per-views for about an hour. And it wasn't a, a regular uh, network show that you could watch every week. You know, you really had to, be online to see those uh, shows. So a lot of people didn't know, I know a lot about it. But when, I don't think it at all. I, I don't recall during that time getting TNA back in 2004 up here. So we, we, uh, we couldn't see it. Yeah, well, it, it was it, only an internet show only that I recall. You had to be on their website for like an hour on, I think it was Wednesday nights they showed it. Yeah, I mean, globally, it was accessible globally through the internet. Now, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a TV thing. No TV. No. No, no, no TV. And that's why I don't I have think it's popular because a lot of people didn't know about it just because a lot of people just didn't tap into the internet at that time. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I have the master set as well. I wonder, I wonder how many people actually put the whole master set together. It, it wasn't that difficult from what I remember. No, no it's it wasn't, not. Because um, nowadays you, you can't do master sets anymore. You know, I saw somebody on eBay it. yesterday has it up for $1,500 for the whole master set. I think that's maybe, yeah, I think that's stretching. Anyway, as far as I'm concerned, as far as this set, there was a 75 set base and they did one parallel. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, is that the first wrestling card set that ever did a parallel? No, because Fleer did them with the Absolute Divas (laughs) and uh, Ultimate Diva Collection. Uh, Yeah, they would have Absolute Gold. Yep. But these yeah. parallels, you got them in front of you, Chuck. They're just foil stamped, right? So you had the same set, and then the second set was uh, the parallel set was just stamped with the red foil. Red foil. We had that's that correct. in the Yes, system. yes. The, the base set has a gold foil, and the parallel has a red foil stamp. Right. If you recall to the, the Fleer sets, we had that quite a bit with the Ultimate Divas, where you would have the uh, stamping, the championship gold, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so, they were done. Yeah. Um, it wasn't new. The Fleer sets did uh, WrestleMania. They didn't do a parallel for Raw's War, I don't believe. They did one for WrestleMania. Yes. They did one for uh, uh, Ultimate Diva Collection. They did one for Absolute Divas. They went for Championship. They did one for Championship Clash. There's no Championship Clash. No, no. Um, I think I think Absolute Diva might have been the last one they did a, a parallel. But those sets were still gettable for the master set collector. It wasn't until 2005 Heritage, which are Fractor, Super Fractor, X Fractor. Yeah. From then on, it became impossible for one man to have the entire collection, the real master set. So that's why I asked, Chuck said he has a master set, as do I. Then, and it harkens back to a time where that was possible. 
And all you needed to do was get one parallel of the base, grab the tattoos, grab the inserts. It was only what, six or seven autos, Chuck, I don't recall. Uh, yeah, well, well there's the several autos. There, was, there were six of the legends and then there was like uh, six or seven of the base card autos. Uh, the reason there, I said there's, uh, there's uh, for, for reference, there's uh, there's eight uh, what they call main event autographs, and then they had uh, seven what they called TNA Legends and Superstars autographs. So there was actually only six of the legends because AJ Styles was supposed to be number two. Here's the six that I that we have. Number two was correct. supposed to be AJ Styles. Yes. Correct. There's no number. There's there's no number two printed. That's correct. So, and then he ended up printing a, a red, uh, a, uh, a gold and a red stamp, or no, I'm sorry. They're both gold stamp, but one has a red one's border on it and one has a, a silver or a gold border on well, it. One, one's card number 71, basically, and the other one is the, his other card. The other one is number 47. 47, That's yes. That's the red card one, and 71 is the, uh, is the gold card one. So the main event set basically for the main event autographs is they're all base set cards. Uh, Correct. They, just they just have a stamping on that <clears throat> signifies right. that they're autographs. Um, and then you have the clear indicated autographs, which were the TNA legends and superstars, which those are like, to me, the autograph autographs in that set. Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I've never That's been a fan a of uh, a company taking a base set card and turning it into an autograph. I, I just yeah. seems, uh, seems, uh, and, and there's lazy, no COA lazy. on the back of that either. You just have no. to trust that it's actually a card. Correct. Now, according to the sales sheet, it shows that AJ did have a Legends card, but obviously yeah. it's not. We all know that. But uh, I even have the sales sheet to it. Yeah, I got I got a stack of those. Um, but uh, we're we going here with this. So that set is uh, it's kind of cool because it is it's very basic in a sense that it's just a basic card set. It is a parallel set. Then you have tattoos. Yeah, we have 28. Have a whole bunch of those critters. Yeah, there's a, a ton of those. There's 28 different tattoos. Then they also added in, which you had your uh, authentic uh, event use cards. So you had five mm -hmm. of those cards that were in, that you can find in packs. And then you and had the rare one. Then you had two two rare ones that were only available through their website, which was the TNA Babes and then the America's Most Wanted. Here they are. And Those I have numbers, uh, aren't they, Chuck? Pardon? Those ones are numbered, aren't they? The two rare ones? Yeah. The so, the, the base one is yeah, the, these, these, are the, these are the two. These are the two that weren't in packs. Right. Were they numbered or no? Yes. I got them right here, guys. Yeah. Okay. Ah, there yeah. you go. They're numbered on the back to 300. Correct. Yeah. So for a limited time, those were available through the uh, Pacific website for a bit. Uh, so the interesting thing about these two cards is uh, when it got taken down from the site, uh, a gentleman and a friend of mine uh, out of Southern California uh, contacted the company and then bought the entire remaining inventory of what was left of these two cards. So then they became available through his eBay store at the time. Uh, I think I bought a couple of them off of him was gonna sell when I was selling on eBay a lot. And, um, you know, they didn't really move that that quickly. It's like that. But uh, I ended up keeping one of, of each for myself. But I think uh, to date, you know, whatever's left, that's not already out there been sold to other people who are trying to resell and sell and sell. Uh, I think he still owns everything else. I wonder uh, if he still has any left for sale. Is there a lot of, um, uh, of present demand for these cards, do you figure, Chuck? What's that? Do you, think, do you think there's a lot of demand for this set today still? Actually, I do. 
because there's so many one time, first time only, and they're actually the one, again, I hate using the term rookie, we're going to go with Hirsch card, is yep. CM Punk. And Correct. he's selling for about 30 bucks just for his base card. Yes. And, both and, in, they're, they're, they're both they're in raw. And there's right. no denying that this is the AJ rookie, right? This is the AJ Styles rookie. There's no question about that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so that, it, that, this, this set is this set is is filled uh, with a lot of cool first time cards, as we we're kind of I mean, calling them, or rookie cards like that. I mean, we have. I mean, I, for, for example, we you mentioned AJ Styles. Okay, that's that's a great card right there. But let's also not forget that we also have CM Punk in here as well too. I mean, CM Punk and AJ Styles in this. I mean, these are their first cards. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and here I showed the uh, this is the parallel version right here, of course, the red one. Uh, but you know, this is a cool set just for those those cards alone right there. But you've got you know Christopher mm -hmm. Daniels in here. You got Frankie Kazarian here. You've got uh, there's a lot of cool cards in this set. But uh, I'm I'm noticing the parallel set, the one with the red foil stamps. Yes, it's bringing around a hundred dollars for that parallel set most times. The base set, not so much, but the red parallel is bringing in about a hundred dollars. I mean, so, I think most good. most guys are going after these these two guys alone right here. So they're going after. Definitely, yeah. Those are the ones. Those are the ones that people are going to go get graded. Yeah, yep, and you're going to have and you're going to have two punks because you're going to have the uh, gold and you're going to have the red stamp one of him too. I mean, if you want to be real technical about it, you can uh, also uh, go after his uh, his his chase card too in that as well, because he's he's on a chase right. card as well. Yeah, he's on. Uh, no, yeah. he's right. He's right here on the tag teams right here. Yeah. Right. You're beating me to the punch, Tony. I got them all here too. <laughs> I, 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 I made my little slide presentation for this as well. Awesome. That's handy. Now for um, me guys, I'm a big Harley race guy. So I was very happy to get to see the Harley race autograph. Correct. You don't That's have it. a ton of them. And uh, when I was a kid, he was one of my favorites. So the fact that there's a Harley race autograph in this set was pretty cool for me. What's, yeah, uh, I started watching about the time he was a King, King Harley. That's when I first started watching him on a regular basis kind of towards the end of his career too but uh, I, i'm seeing the two autographs that's bringing the money out of that legend set is piper and Rhodes, obviously because they're they passed but sure. they're they're bringing two to three hundred dollars a piece the others you can get pretty wow. cheaply yeah you can get the others pretty pretty reasonable from about 20 to 30 bucks for the rest of them what's interesting about these cards by the way is uh it's actually much harder to find this version of a Dusty Rhodes autograph than the DR signature version of that. Yes. Now, I had the opportunity to actually talk to Dusty Rhodes about that when he made an appearance at the old uh, Rob Van Dam comic book store in Los Angeles, which was actually a pretty disappointing appearance. I felt bad for him because it's in LA and people out there are so fickle about who they want to meet and see that only like 20, 25 people showed up for his autograph. That was it. Wow. Uh, yeah, so mine is, mine is the DR version. I, uh, I didn't get the, uh, the full the, name. That's later in the, in the, in the, you know, his signings like that. So asking about that, uh, I showed him this card and he said that, you know, that was early when he starts. So by the time he got around it, maybe 15, 20 minutes into it, he got tired of signing and started just doing quickly, get him out of the way, do DR, 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 DR scribbles. So it's actually harder to find a full signature version than it would be the DR version. So this would hold considerable more value. Version I've got, I'll have to go check it out. For which one? Go through my set, like yeah. you can see. But uh, 
in the Piper one, this is an, uh, a later in the in this signing, uh, you know, through the run, not the early ones. Uh, but you know, Harley Race always had a nice, clean signature. So I, I I've never had a bad signature from Harley Race. I've noticed all of the uh, the older uh, old school wrestlers have perfect, beautiful autographs. It's the newer ones that have the sloppies and the initials. But mm-hmm. you look at Ric Flair, you even look at Hogan. Um, Rhodes has a good autograph. The only current one that really has a nice autograph, in my opinion, is Charlotte. I think Charlotte has a really nice looking autograph. But most yeah. of them are just scribbles. You look at those old timers; they they have beautiful autographs. Yeah, when I uh, I got several things signed by Bruno San Martino when I met him in North Carolina, and just a really beautiful, clean signature. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoy those. Uh, but it's it's a it's a fun set because it's just got so much cool stuff in it, uh, and then um, you know. Still early on, you know, even the relic cards are just, again, ring mat cards. I mean, who, they don't really go for very much anyways, other than right. not even those, you know, uh, website only exclusives. But this, this set is so cool in the sense that, again, you have the AJ Styles, you have uh, the CM Punk in there. I mean, you've got, uh, I mean, Trinity, who had, a, I think, a brief run in WWE early. Uh, you have Dusty Rhodes on a card in there. You have uh, Jerry Lynn, you know, on uh, a card uh nosawa from japan and he actually came to my booth one time when he was in california and i gave him a bunch of cards and he wanted other ones from that set to take with him on a tour of japan to have other guys sign for him because he was a collector um there's just uh there's also um an early version of um and i don't i didn't scan it there's an early version i'm going to pull it up here right now as a matter of fact if i can we all know this guy uh where go where am i going at damn it let me get there. This, the screen sharing thing is, is difficult for me sometimes. So not forget this guy. Which one's that? Oh, Fatu, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we all know who he ended up being in WWE. Mm-hmm. Rikishi, right? No. He was part of Two Minute Warning. Come on, guys. <laughs> You're talking Fatu and Samu. He's passed away since. Umaga? As Umaga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, I can't, sorry, I can't see because it's very small on my phone, so I couldn't see the face. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Umaga. Right, right, right. Yeah. That, that'd be his first card. Wow. But what's the name on the card? What's he call himself? Uh, Ikmo Fatu? Fatu, yeah. Yeah. Cause that Fatu team, there was didn't didn't Rikishi call himself Fatu at one point? They're all related. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're all one big family, but Fatu was a character in WWE for a while. Correct. And I think it was Rikishi. Maybe not. Maybe it was a Tonga kid. I can't remember. But they're all from that same family. But uh, it's got a lot of interesting characters in there. It's like that with uh, Simon Diamond as well. Or some, I mean, D'Lo Brown had already been in a couple sets already, but. Which is amazing is that you have a lot of the women uh, that were featured in this set that never really became big names. I mean, oh, the, the, the set starts off with, uh, you know, the first four cards or uh, first five cards are all, you know, uh, TNA girls, basically. You have, you know, April and Chelsea and Goldilocks and Lollipop and Athena. I mean, the only one that came really close, I mean, and they have Tracy, um, uh, Tracy Brooks. And then, uh, you know, she's married to Frankie Kazarian. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, they have Chris Harrow's in the set as well. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, kind of an interesting card set, you know, a mixture of like a lot of really young guys 
and then you have some of your legends in here with Dusty Rhodes and uh, you've got Piper and you've got uh, um, uh, even Sandman, if you want to put in there too, as well. Uh, you got early versions of James Storm in there. I think this is even before Bobby Roode, I think. Yes, it was, I believe. Yeah, because I don't see any Bobby Roode in here. It's like that. And you have D'Lo Brown, like I said before. You got Three Live Crew, which was BG James, like that, you know, Road Dog. Um, and I don't even think, did Piper even have a regular card in this set? No, I don't think so. no, he just had the autograph. Which is really strange. Um, well, we should talk about Tony, what happened to Pacific. Because we yeah. all know four years later, TriStar comes along and TNA becomes a big a big part of the wrestling card world. But Pacific Cards, um, this was their only release for wrestling. And right. the company folded in, in 2004, which is the same time this set came out. Yep. So there's some interesting stories as to what happened to Pacific. And, you know, you, you get this stuff on the internet, so you have to take it all with a grain of salt. But uh, I, I believe they had their baseball license taken away from them because they were putting out fraudulent cards, where some of the relic cards that claimed to have authentic material in them didn't. And uh, uh, that's in fact what happened. And they, uh, they lost their baseball and subsequently a company at the time called Playoff came and bought their assets. Now, that's what I picked up, just sort of understand what happened. But it's interesting because they made such a nice set and we never heard from them again. And it's the only Pacific set that we have in the wrestling world. Correct. I mean, it's just, um, it's a fun set. And uh, it's wonder where they were going to go with the next one if they ever did another one. I mean, what yeah. else could you possibly do? I mean, uh, I mean, they, they had the right idea. And it was such a, it's a small company at the time. And they had a lot of products they'd put out before that, obviously. But um, I was unaware of, of the story of what caused them to go, go out of business. Yeah, I found that on the internet. So again, you take everything you read there with a grain of salt. But I was curious, just in anticipation of this talk, as to because it's a good set. And we only have the one release from them. You know, Fleer and Tops, we have many. But Pacifics just made the one. So I was curious what happened to them. And then I started reading that uh, that they fell on tough times with their baseball business, and then ultimately uh, uh, they were done. Because when was the, when was the first uh, TriStar release? Oh uh, yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah, it was oh eight. There was two yeah. in oh eight, and then two oh nine. They started really two thousand nine. They really kicked off. Yeah, because they had just the impact and the um, cross the line in two thousand and eight. Correct. And that's when they started multiple parallels, autographs, watches. They, they, they really went full force on parallels and extras on those. Still not a fan of parallel cards. I really not. I think it's a waste of whatever. It doesn't add any real value to me as far as I'm concerned. In fact, Tony, I've, I've just taken away on the price guide site all mention of parallels. I had some posts that would say, and I'm going to stop doing that because it it's not accurate and it, it just muddies everything up. The parallels is, I, I know Poto hates them. I don't hate them per se, but they certainly make it difficult. That's for sure. But they yeah. still have a value to some people. I mean, there's a still minute people. If I'm a collector, I mean, you want one of one before you want a, a one of a hundred, but you know, how do you price that stuff? Like, I mean, who, who can assemble? We talk about the parallel set here in this set. Chuck and I and several collectors back then were able to do it. But I suspect that no one's getting, you know, you get the first parallel set, maybe, you know, back in Platinum, you might have gotten lucky and gotten close on one of the second level parallels, but that's about it. No one, no one's, no one's collecting, you know, the entire set of 100 uh, purple cards. It's impossible. Well, from a, from a, from a collect, from a price guide standpoint, would you not like to say this level of parallel is just ranges from this price range to that price range? 
that's what I was doing. That's what I was saying. I would say, you know, for red parallel, add this. For next parallel, add that, that. But then every set, the parallel scheme is different. So the first level might be gold in one, and silver in the next, and blue in the next, right? And it was just becoming a pain in the ass to keep all that straight. So I'm going to do a general sort of disclaimer, talking about parallel cards, graded versus non-graded. And then that's that discussion. And then from there on in, everything <laughs> that happens to be on my site is a raw, uh, 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 not parallel card, base card, and that's it. Sounds like Paul's taking the easy way out on his price guide. <laughs> it's a, how, can I, how can you do it any other way? You know? I'll tell you what, what people have been doing is those flip throughs. And I did that more so just so that it's easier to look at a video than going into the, into the filing cabinet here to find stuff. And people have been really digging those as well. So I think that's been uh, fun for a lot of collectors to go and look at the actual videos of the things. But I, don't I like those, by the way. Stuff. That's some of my favorite things on the site that you've done. It's like that. I've gone through and watched many of them. As you see, I probably like well, almost that's just most of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All the, current images of the what? Until you, guys, until you guys update all your images, until WTC gets done and you get all the current images, that's just something we can have in between. I still like it's it. It's not it's the same thing. It's still pretty cool, though. Yeah. But the other day, by accident, I was, I was needing something. And I always go to my site, but I went to your site by accident for an image. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's 2016. Not there. Not there. Yeah. yeah so just, I know. It's, it's a slow process. It's been a slow process, and I know we haven't made any ground yet, but I know uh, David's been very busy with a lot of stuff, you know, real life interferes, so he's got stuff, but I'm still moving forward things as much as I can. Uh, I don't want to start taking, my lazy ass hasn't uh, designed a, a tier system yet for how I'm going to do this autograph card thing, and, um, and I need to do that, so uh, I got to talk with Kevin. I, I gotta, I've mailed a whole bunch of stuff to him already for our, our virtual con, uh, which is this Wednesday, by the way, cheap plug. Uh, this Wednesday for Top Rope Con, we're doing our first virtual con. So we have Kevin Nash, Heath Slater, and Melissa Santos are going to be uh, part of our first virtual con on Wednesday. Starts at 5 p.m. Eastern and goes on until you know, 10 o'clock at night Eastern. Um, but uh, uh, I got to talk to him and make sure. I, actually, there's someone uh, I would love to have on an episode, uh, the Gypsy. Gypsy Oak guy who's making those uh, wonderful art card versions of his of the, some classic stuff, and I have uh, I actually have that right here. I got my first set from him that he sent me, which I really enjoy a lot. Um, oh, are these sticking for me? Or no, these, these are actual cards. These are yeah, actual cards. cards. So he sent me three Tyson's and three Hogan's. What I got from him. Yeah, I'll need to hit him up for one of those Hogan's. I thought they were stickers for something. And then uh, I also got. Um, he was nice enough to send me uh, one blister, you know, thing about all six cards because there's actually some baseball guys in here, and there's six cards in the set. Um, Where can you I'm get those? Like, I've looked around; I could see them online, but I haven't had, found and, uh, these ones. He calls um, he calls them gumball cards, They're like little tiny, little tiny like stamp size. So I've oh, got wow. Sheik and then Andre. Yeah. And there's uh, what I want to talk to him about because here I have I have two of the same ones, Sheik. But I have there are two different color stuff on the back. One's green, one's red. Neat. Parallels. That's what I want to know. Parallels. So um, he uh, had Gypsy Oak was uh, I think it's Gypsy Oak was his handle on Twitter. But he recently just started a new one called Seventy Five Kings. That's his new one, and it's exclusively wrestling stuff. He was saying that he was having some issues with some of his customers. He was actually losing followers when he was posting wrestling stuff, really? which is uh, which is bizarre to me. And so he decided to start doing all his wrestling stuff on a separate Twitter account. 
And uh, so it's 75 Kings uh, is his um, uh, handle. And he's, I think Tuesday, he's releasing an uncut sheet of, I think nine of, from this set. He did nine different cards he did from this set of his little art versions like that. And they're only available as uncut sheets, limited to 200. Or 200. Uh, so I'm going to be ordering some of those. And turns out he's right here in Arizona. He's like, you know, about 40 minutes from me. <laughs> but I, I like the quality of his cards. So I want to talk to him about printing costs, about doing my card set. If I can do my card set, my, my card through him, wham, bam, thank you, man. We're going to be go going here soon. But uh, I also want to get him on an episode mm -hmm. to talk about. I want to talk about his. Yeah, uh, like you had to yes. Um, I did the, the PWG, which the, the Brian. GCW. Yeah, that was a fun talk. That was a fun talk. That. And I'll tell you right now, I, I liked his energy. And uh, that was one of my favorite uh, episodes because uh, it got me kind of between him and David Peck and, and, and Rob England. Uh, those guys all got me kind of like reinvigorated on, on wanting to collect again and go out and, and find stuff. So I've been actively, I'm online looking for like little holes in the wall places to kind of find. And I found a place that's literally 10 minutes from my house. It's a uh, sports card shop down over here that uh, it's not going to be able to fulfill me with what I want for the older stuff when it comes to wrestling stuff. I mean, he has a box of Ultimate Diva collection for $125 there. You yeah. know, fact, factory seal. I go, you realize that all the good stuff in here is all done by redemption, right? So <laughs> it's not even worth buying. Um, and he's like, I, I didn't know that. And, and so we started talking and he found out what my other business was. And so, um, uh, I mean, not that anybody from that market is going to watch this video anyways, but uh, I booked my first guest there for December 12th. We're going to have Chavo Guerrero Jr. is going to be our signing autographs and we're going to make it a regular thing going over there. But, um, you know, trying to start up a market here in the, in the Phoenix area, but there seems to be a wrestling market here. Um, my wife and I have been talking about me, even me opening up my own wrestling store here, uh, probably opening up a, like a re like the wrestling guy store in Los Angeles. I've been thinking about doing something here in Phoenix and just settling down and not traveling like I used to uh, and just kind of doing the, you know, tap into my, my connections anyways and bring in talent once a month to sign autographs, whatever. But um, it's just those kind of things like talking to David Peck and this guy, Brian, so like that, they've all got me kind of interested in getting back into collecting again, but I'm being very selective when I want to collect. Like I really don't have a whole lot of interest in the new top stuff, but when I see things like this, what this guy got from Gypsy, uh, those are really cool looking cards. And even though I can't go out and afford buying an 82, 83 wrestling all-stars, um, these are cool. I think they're awesome. And I'm, I enjoy holding on to them. I enjoy having them. I, I recommend Paul you guys. I've been, Paul yeah. and I have been really chasing the uh, independent stuff lately. Um, he just sent me a link this morning of two really neat sets. But uh, one of them is Bruiser Brody, who is a, I was a big fan of. And it's a, it's a decent looking set. And uh, so I've got a few I'm going to send him. He's got a few he's going to send me links to. But we're trying to we're trying to bone up on the independent stuff because the current top stuff is just so repetitive and mundane. That uh, I would love to go after the independent. I love that stuff too. Uh, not because I don't know who these people are as far as wrestlers go normally, but just because it's it's a set. You buy it, you're done. I don't have to worry about anything else. There's no chase to go after all that kind of parallels and all that stuff. But the same token, too, is like I, I, I'm not financially set in a position where I can go out and start buying, you know, all these different sets all the time. But um, I think if you guys are going after these independents right now, I hope you guys are doing your homework and finding out if you can, you know, what's the print run on these? Are many, how many sets are available? Are there any short prints? Are there parallels? I mean, so like that, because that's information I'm going to be hounding you guys for. 
Exactly. Yeah, we, we've, been, we've been keeping record of that. And, uh, uh, yeah, some, who, and who knows what's going to, who knows who's going to be a popular guy out of that? Who's going to be the breakout star from one of these independents? Exactly. That, 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 that's the hope is that you've got somebody that we don't even know the name of today that's going to be the next Daniel Bryan or John Cena or Uncle Ben five but, years from now. But does that, uh, does that really matter to, to collectors like yourselves? Because you guys aren't in it to, to, to resell. You guys are in it just to collect. Exactly. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, sorry, Chuck. It's good to know, like, we don't sell Chuck and I. We, we you know, we, we, we collect the stuff. We've been doing it for the enjoyment of it over the years, and we've been having fun talking to each other about it. But it's good to know that, you know, that there is some value to it, you know. And as we get older, the time might come that you might decide, okay, let's grade a couple of cards or let's sell this or sell that. So, yeah, like, for example, in my Missouri Revival Wrestling, I've got Tyler Black, who, who ended up being Seth Rollins. And uh, in the CWI set, there's a couple, including a couple of local guys from Toronto, RJ City, who's in the uh, uh, David Arquette movie. And stuff like that is cool to me because I don't have them anywhere else. So that's why I like these indie sets. And I've just uh, acquired all three of the Pro Wrestling Gorilla, um, the 16, 17, it's the Battle of Los Angeles, those, yeah. those sets. There's some great names in that stuff. So yeah, yeah like, the top stuff is the same. Chuck said it many, many, many times. Is like, there's a whole bunch of new top sets that are coming out in the next few weeks. All the time that we've well, had they're, off, they're, they're not coming out, by the way. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully, they're, hopefully they're going to stagger them. But they have a, a release schedule where they've got on slate six sets to come out in a period of well, like. Two yeah, isn't one supposed to uh, was supposed to drop like one's yesterday? Tomorrow. One's supposed to hit tomorrow, so we'll oh, see. Tomorrow. Like I don't know. But the but the reality is 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 that uh, this stuff is is interesting. If you go onto my site now, you'll see some of the more recent uh, indie sets from this year, and it's cool. And I can tell what's popular by what videos people are watching. Like obviously, the All Stars video gets watched more than anything else. But then you start seeing a lot of the independent stuff getting looked at. That. So that tells me that that's where the audience is. No one well, cares. I, about I, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into it right now. But I I do want to uh, have a talk, and probably you guys are going to be the ones I'll talk to about this, and maybe get a, a, a fourth person on here. Uh, I want to talk exclusively about indie cards because I have questions about indie cards and what's going to actually technically qualify as an indie card because there's a lot of guys I've noticed now because I'm on Twitter now with uh, WTC there's a lot of homegrown card sets so uh, I, I don't want to yeah. get into it because I want to save it for another time so like that but uh, yeah. I, I do That's like even that... this Bruiser Brody set that Chuck is talking about I suspect that that's a homemade set correct someone that knows Bruiser Brody the way I, you're I... making a Nash set Brody's yeah. next door neighbor made a Brody set. you know it's it's now that's a larger question we'll get to a later time yeah. do they count or do they not count well, at one point the wrestling all-stars was a small fringe indie product right and Correct. now look at it so you know we'll we'll, we'll get to that yeah. if you're planning a talk on it i'd absolutely it's made and it can be shipped to toronto it's legit in my mind well it's, it's if it's card stock i mean i mean technology allows people to go mm -hmm. and make whatever the hell they want these days yeah like this gypsy guy look what he's done Exactly. You know, I want to get a copy. Chuck will want to get a copy. Like there's, there's, there's people out there like us that, that want this stuff. As soon as you get Nash card, I'll want a copy. Uh, and then your subsequent signings, you know, because that's what we do. Well, I was just talking about too. I'm like, do I even want to do another one in the future? I mean, if I can generate enough revenue, the goal is to hit $800 and, and, and donations like that. That covers five years service. That covers five years. How about this for an idea? How about we put out the wrestling collectors universe set 
with Tony Vela as the godfather, with David <laughs> Porto as his consigliere. You can have, have a card of me, you can have a card of Chuck, then we'll have a card of Peck as the Winston All-Stars King. We'll make our own cards of each other. So between, between, we could probably we could probably put together a dozen of us sort of godfathers of the wrestling <laughs> hobby. Make a card set for ourselves, and just amongst ourselves, we'll, we'll sell tons. That's not a bad you can idea. that caricature picture I sent you, Tony. <laughs> That's, yeah, use that <laughs> one for you. Yeah. <laughs> I got one, that, that same artist that... That same artist that did uh, uh, did the Nash painting uh, for me. Well, not for me. It was for, it was for the wrestling guy store, but I licensed out to be able to use it. Uh, he did want a caricature of me as well. You know, holding a couple of maracas mm. like that. It's I, called Living La Vida. It's a, It's like living. I love a Tony Vela. It says living living La Vela Loca. It says. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine if we all had a card, like the 12, 13, 14 of us, uh, crazy collectors around. Where we, we all put in, uh, you know. Crazy collectors, uh, yeah, the cra crazy collectors, volume one. Yeah, you're still like Nick Sandal. He's a crazy card collector. Yeah, you, <laughs> Nick, I'm trying. Nick, I'm trying yeah, to get. I'm trying to get him on too, but uh, it's it's some of these guys difficult. He lives 15 minutes from me. Wow. So it's just. Uh, I, I, I'm three hours away from you. So when you do these, the time frame sometimes is a little rough for me because if you're having one at six o'clock, it's going to be nine nine p.m. here at my house. And yeah, we, weekdays so, it's it's difficult. It's uh, easier for me in the evenings. My wife works during the day, so like that gets off about four thirty. I like to spend a little bit of time right. with her if I can, you know, be, between then. So I say five thirty and beyond. That usually cuts right into my dinner time too. So I'm actually I'm gonna sacrifice some dinner time to do these sometimes. Uh, but weekends are I'm pretty wide uh, wide open. You know, unless my wife and I have some plans to do something. Um, weekends are better for me but again like I said before we even got on uh, started recording tonight today you know I, I'm going to be kind of tapering these off a little bit for foreseeable future uh, due to some personal stuff coming up so after November 11th it's going to be a while before I do another one of these so I'm trying to crank as many of these in as I can um, yeah but you got a good run so far what episode is this 10 11 um, it's something like that getting them out pretty soon. Well, I don't want them like that. I don't, I, maybe one a week is good. So like this one's going to be in the can for a bit. Stuck on it, you know, because when you did the first one, I'm like, all right, let's see when the next one comes up. And you guys did a second one a week later. And I thought this is going to be great. It's going to be yep. regular. And if this, this is going to let people if know. If I could do weekly, do. be nice. But uh, I like to try to get a couple in during the week and then kind of spread them out. Because what I end up doing is taking this raw video and then I have to edit, you know, the opening splash screen, the music and blah, blah, blah. It's like that. And this is all like learning curve for me. Um, <laughs> And then uh, I also have my Vela cards one as well that I do as well. And that one's like, I don't know, 20 some odd episodes in, whatever it is. But, um, and that one can kind of go to the side for a little bit anyways. Uh, that That's what got started. If it wasn't for the Vela cards podcast stuff, this would never happen. <laughs> uh, that inspired me to do this because I actually did, there's one video on the Vela cards channel where I talk about the 99 WCW set from, uh, I think it was Peru. <laughs> I have that. Yeah, me too, in the, in the package and everything too. I have it sitting here, as a matter of fact, one of the few sets I have here. And uh, I, I did it, and then I thought about it later, and I talked to David about it, and I go, why am I putting rec wrestling cards on a, on a YouTube channel that's about raw deal cards? I'm like, I just used to open up a separate one just for WTC and just see what happens. And here Something we are. Something I would like to have seen put in cards, I think Tops would be ideal for this, but although I'm not a big Tops fan anymore, but a uh, few years back, I forget what year it was, the year Mick Foley went into the Hall of Fame. Um, Topps did a subset of um, Hall of Fame people that went in that year. I think Topps needs to, or somebody needs to just put out a subset or an insert set 
of the Hall of Fames from every year. I think that would be ideal. Well, that yeah. that have to be tops because they have the license for that. So yeah, yeah. And, but, unless, but, again, unless you start having somebody out there because there's very talented uh, graphic designers out there, guys who are good with Photoshop, whatever you want to call them, that are making their own little homegrown type of sets. You know mm -hmm. the the card sets that Nick and and the and the wrestling card guy I don't know what his name is uh, that put out there also known as those are yeah. some of those are you know WWE licensed guys <laughs> yeah so you know yeah. you're kind of you're, you're treading some uh, you know some water there that you probably got to be careful of I had one guy I bought a couple of sets off of he he don't sell them anymore I won't mention any names because I don't want to get anybody in Dutch sure. here but. Um, he, t he said that he got a C&D letter from one of the companies and he had to stop selling them. So he said he's still got a, a bunch of them at his, at his place, but uh, he can't sell them anymore. So he'll just give them away to somebody. But, uh, but he got a cease and desist letter. Send me, a, when, send me a name. I need to get some stuff. I want to get some stuff, damn it. Yeah, I will. He'll, yeah, he'll, I'll send it to you. You'll know who it is immediately once I send, once I send it to you. So. But like uh, I said, I don't want to name any names to get anybody else in any trouble or anything. But obviously, uh, is there anything else about this TNA set? I mean, we've, we've I kind we've of covered most of the stuff. It's not it's not a big big set to really you know go over. I mean, we like I said, we've we've talked about some of the guys in it too. You know, these guys first cards for these guys as well. Um, you're gonna have to look close. Oh, Kazarian and Daniels, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they were mainstays of the TriStar. There was tons of those guys. You know, we had these guys, you know, here we talk about the ring mat cards, which are nice because these were numbered too. 1525 of each. Weird number, right? It is. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we talked about these guys. Great uh, rookie first card appearance like that. This was part of the, the, the chase set. Huh? On, that, on that AJ Styles, when they autographed two different ones of his, was one of them short printed more than the other? Good question. Not entirely sure. Uh, there's no real official record of one being short printed or not. Because I, I'd always heard that the parallel set was a little more uh, rare to get. Or yeah, the well, it had to be. I would imagine so because you got what one every three packs, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I let me go here. I have um, parallels were parallels were one in every th uh, three and. <laughs> Three and five packs. <laughs> three and five. Wow. That's at the ratio. Three of five. So just by sheer numbers, yes, it would be a shorter print on that one. Yeah, it's too bad that uh, Pacific didn't stick around, you know, because based on that set, I would have liked to have seen what else it would have come up with. Like, it was a good, was first, a good very, first set. Yeah, it was a good sort of first step in. You know, and while it and while it was highly distributed, there's a lot of them out there. It's starting to dry up a little bit now because now now collectors are finding it and they're starting to suck it up into their collection. So it's it's gonna it's gonna take off. You know, it's, it's funny because um, you you messaged me uh, Chuck on this one about covering this set. So I thought, okay, it's great. And then it's like almost like Big Brother's watching me. I swear to God, my phone all of a sudden had something up on Twitter that mentioned this set from someone's <laughs> tweet who I'm not even following because. I think either Nick or maybe you or Paul or somebody liked a someone's tweet that I'm not even following or follows me that had mentioned about this box, a release, and was looking to buy into it. And I had tweeted asking him, we started going back and forth in a tweet about, well, how much? You want to go in with me, he says. I said, well, how much is it selling for? Someone wanted 100 and, 175 bucks for the box. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're I, expensive. I'm like, okay, a little too rich for my blood right now. I'm not going on that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's 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 uh it's drying up a little bit. It's not hard hard to find. I think guys are asking a lot of money because the market's becoming smart. A lot of people, there's more people out there who are going, hey, this has got CM Punk in it. This has got AJ Styles in it. This has got some names. I'm going to start charging more for it. And that's kind of where the, this project, it's not super hard to come by. It's just, it's getting more expensive because of those cards. Right. Like 85 tops. 10 years ago, you could have found them anywhere. Now oh, absolutely. They're, 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 they're scary. Same thing, right? Guys are hoarding those things now. So anybody, you know, the David Packs of the world and the Rob, uh, you know, England's, those guys, they're, they're smart. They're going out when they find them. And I'm sure they probably set up their, their, their Google searches where they have keywords and key phrases like that for searches, you know, for listings that they get notified. Because they take the stuff, they take the stuff out of the market that makes it worth more for everybody else. So, correct. you know, it, it helps. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's like that article we were talking about uh, before we started recording uh, about from ESPN, you know, talking about guys who want to corner the market, you know, on certain mm -hmm. cards. Uh, they didn't really mention well, anything we're about going wrestling. Boom. We're going through a boom now. So, you know, I, I I sell investments in the real world, and I've never actually made money on, on my hobby. And I, I see guys like uh, David and, and Rob talking about this, and I'm like, good for them. They found a sort of hole, if you will, or, or a niche they could exploit, and uh, they're taking advantage of it. So why not? You know, but why not? And I'm happy just with this with this boost in sort of memorabilia and trading cards in general as an asset class, just sort of improving that we're doing all these podcasts and we're on Twitter and we're active just to keep wrestling in the mix so sure. that people understand it's not just basketball. It's not just baseball up here. It's not just hockey, but there's a rich tradition now. Like I've got 250 some odd sets listed on my site. There's a lot of wrestling stuff out there and the product is still popular. So there's no reason why people could always want the cards. I, I just think it's nice that guys like those two guys uh, have made wrestling cards, not like a, Oh, you, you collect wrestling. It's not as, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's you as well, you know, and, and, then, and then definitely sort of sort of keeping an eye on on all the sets and making sure that nothing's being missed so we can talk intelligently. It's a very open community, which is nice. We're not, yeah. hey, you've got a site, I got to find my mind. Chuck and I have big collections, but we help each other. You know what yeah. I mean? We communicate because the fun of it is finding, hey, wait a minute, I'm not the only crazy guy in this world that has boxes and boxes <laughs> of cards. You know what I mean? And you become friends, like we become friends. So it's nice to see that. We've, you've created this little, that's why I said we should put out a card set for ourselves. We've created this sort of community of wrestling card enthusiasts, if you will. And our thing is just making sure that we're letting the outside world know that, hey, this is a fun thing to be doing. And you can rely on our sites to get free information, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and we're out there to help people try and get the collection that they're after, you know. So I, I think this is all great. And don't don't get me started with the uh, don't get me started on this uh, this card set idea because I'm going to start my creative juices are going to start flowing. I want to start designing a card set. Yeah, we got to do it. Yeah, let's get his juices flowing. I want to see my my picture on a card. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to get a hold of this guy. Uh, I don't even know his real name, the gypsy guy, because uh, we've been just kind of playing uh, you know Twitter tag back and forth. Actually, even uh, texting back and forth. We got exchanged phone numbers. And uh, I haven't talked to him yet on the phone, but I'm sure, sure as soon as I talk to him on the phone, I think once I have that conversation with him, I'll be, the ball will be rolling again to get that Nash card done. The sooner I get those done, the sooner I can ship them to Nash and I can get them signed. I'm going to have him do a, what I want to do is I want to have him sign them and I want to do a sit down like what you guys and I are doing right now, have a podcast with him, sign them live and talking about cards. That would be awesome. So 
everybody can, it's almost kind of an authenticating way, like showing him like signing the cards like that. And, you know, showing what the one of one card is going to be what the one of five cards going to be. Cause I've already, I've broken things down. Now. I know how I'm going to do it. Um, you know, I'm going to have one of 25, one of 10, one of five and one of one. And each one will be different colors. You know, one of 25 will be in gold. One of 10 will be in baby blue. Uh, one of five will be in black, just straight black. And then one of one will be in red. Nice. Um, and, I, and I can tell you at the, and then there'll be a, a few, um, just a few that are not numbered, just signed for like extras stuff. And then uh, I'm going to print, I think only a hundred of uh, the non-autograph versions. There'll be a hundred of those. So the entire print run will be 150 total cards. That includes autographs. Yeah, um, so the one of 25 will be signed in gold. The one of 10 will be signed in blue. Uh, the one of five will be signed in black, but it'll be inscripted NWO for life. And then the one of one will be signed in red and it'll be uh, NWO Wolfpack. Nice. Um, and that's how we're going to break that down. Now, how I'm going to adjust because of my, my goal is to hit $800. If I hit $800, that pays for the site for five years. You'll get there. So You'll get there quick. We'll see. I don't know. It depends on how I do my, it's going to be like a Kickstarter program, basically. So every donation gets an automatic. So the first hundred donations, you get a card no matter what. But then if you have you, you, the second tier, if you spend this much, you get a card plus this autograph, you know, which would be the one of 25. Then you get the next tier will be the one of 10. The next tier, will be, you know, once that one of one is paid for, that's it. It's gone. I just don't know what price I got to set. I got to set the, the, the top level and then work my way down, I guess. I don't know what the top level price is going to be. What would a one one I mean, you guys are in the market, so let, let me know what you think. Well, it's a, it's a price now, obviously, but uh, you know, it's probably easier to come up with some of the lower tiers and then go up from there, right? I, I think uh, it should be like, uh, I don't know. I, I got to figure out what the minimum is going to be and the maximum. That's what I figure out. I mean, if I, if I make that, what, a one-of-one, one, a $100, you know, a donation to the site, you get a one-of-one one and you get a regular trading card, I'm already, you know, $100 towards my $100 goal with that one card alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think your one-of-one one is going to be worth more, a lot more than that, but let's see. Well, we'll see. Well, that's, I, I don't, I'm not looking to set a, a price mark. I'm looking just to set a, a, a mark that I need to kind of hit my goal. What anybody wants to resell it later on, that's on them. God bless America. You know, let them do what they want to do. But uh, all right, gentlemen, well, I think this was a, a great little uh, breakdown set here for a, a TNA set. Um, like I do with my Velocard stuff when we do uh, set releases, uh, we talk about set releases. I like to talk about quick. Is there another one that you guys want to talk about in the future that you guys both feel comfortable talking I think, about? I think a great one would be the 2010 Platinum, WWE Platinum. Yeah, I was thinking about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's it. I know a nothing set. about it, but sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my favorites, and obviously the top stuff with the autographs. Although we've covered that loosely in other ones, um, but yeah. Or if, if we, can, or if we can get a, if we get a third guest a on. Them, what was that? We, we, we could do like uh, we could do like all the Merlins in one talk, for example, or we could do sure. all the food cards in one. Talk, or we can, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that we can chunk it off. So we're not limited to just one uh, set per uh, video. We can do a few. You know what I mean to make this more interesting. Um, and the Maybe. WCW Peru set would be a good one. Yeah. That's, that's a quick one. I, I covered that in that video. Yeah. I was done. I did it in 10 minutes. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, we could still do it. I, I don't, I have no problem doing that. I, I kind of want some for WTC page, but, um, or maybe we can get a, a third guest and, and talk about the entire indie scene and people making their own cards. That's a yeah. good one as well. 
we have a lot of examples. Yeah. And you guys are well versed on the, on the on the indie stuff. I mean, I, I can only go back to stuff like the Untouchable set from the '90s or whatever it was, and things like that. You know, Unbeatables. Yeah, Unbeatable. There you go. Unbeatables. That's yeah. what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, which is coming a hard hard to find set. I was told. Mm -hmm. It is now. It wasn't in the beginning. It was it was out there pretty good, but now it's it's drying up a lot. So even, um, even that Koloff one, pro, pro wrestling mid Atlantic from two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, I got that. Everywhere. I have. I think I showed it on one episode. I, I had all my stuff back behind me. I have a, a sample of a Ricky Morton autograph from that set, that mid Atlantic set. It never got released. Wow, nice. So it's numbered to 25 or 40 or something like that in the back. So it has a, st a sample stamp on the back of it. And the front has, you know, Ricky Morton. It has a big circle around it and it has, he signed it. But I was given, it was given to me by the creator that set as a, a, a sample. I, I might've bought it. I bought it at the NWA Legends Fan Fest. Uh, it was an old Greg Price convention. Uh, and I think uh, Charlotte or something like that, or Raleigh, or one of those two. Um, but I have that one. And um, yeah, that's a good one to talk about as well. So. We'll, 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 we'll talk offline and figure out what we're going to talk about next, but um, sooner rather than later, be nice. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm really all over that indie one. I think that would be a fun one to do. Let's do it because I, I kind of rely on you guys for that information. I'll, I'll try to find a, a third person. If somebody else you know out there I should be uh, talking to, uh, let's, let's get them. Uh -huh. Sure. Okay. All right, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Paul, okay. good to see you again. Chuck, Tony, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, guys, we're out. Okay. All right. See you.